Hey guys, welcome to the Females in Fitness podcast. My name is Danny and I am your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. I am actually so excited to get this started. It has been a very long time coming. I went to start it and I started to get a lot of problems with a recurring injury, which I thought was my hip, but it actually turned out to be a spinal injury. So I have been navigating through that, which as you guys know, as fitness professionals, that can be really, really, really tough. And I can easily say that I have been struggling with my mental health during that period and I also have five children, a very busy business, so I just have been navigating daily pain. But that being said, I am definitely on the mend. It is a little bit of a long journey, but I have all the answers now and I am on the path to healing, so I'm very excited to put this out there now. I wanted to use this episode to tell you guys what you can expect on this podcast and also share with you a little bit about my journey uh, in the fitness industry and how I started, what I've done, and just a little bit about me so you know who you're following. So basically with this podcast, I have been in the industry for 20 years, which is very crazy to think about, but I have always found that I lack support from like-minded professionals in the field and in the fitness industry it can be very cutthroat where people can get very competitive with each other and we're all scrambling for clients and there's a bit of competition and I find that because of that reason we struggle to find that community to find the networking the support and also resources that we can share. Over time, I know I have thrived the best when I am surrounded by other people like that, especially women who understand what this business is like, who understand the struggles, and also for those of you that are mums, because it is really, really tiresome some days when you are trying to be so switched on with motivating your members and clients and then you have to do the mum thing and then you also have to take care of your health and fitness and well-being. So I know many other women out there that I've seen over the years have suffered burnout, have not quite hit their income goals or just not been able to maintain their passion for the fitness industry which I find really, really sad. I know my mum was one of these people and after around 20 years, she was definitely over it and went into another field, but she does miss it, but she couldn't keep up with the crazy demand on not only her body and her mind, but trying to motivate other people as well. So with this podcast, I really want to speak to people like you out there in the industry who are at all the different levels, starting out, maybe just studying, maybe working in a part-time, or maybe you have your own business, maybe you work in a gym, maybe you have your own gym, literally every woman out there in the fitness industry and just share our stories to help us feel a little bit less alone, maybe get some tips, maybe be inspired, or maybe just to find the motivation to keep going when things are really, really tough. So with that being said, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and my story 
And I hope that this is something that could help you along the way in your journey. And I would so love to connect with you all because this industry is amazing. And I have been able to raise five children alongside of my business, which has been going for 12 years. Um, And I'm so thankful, but I also am very honest and very real about the struggles in this industry. And it's not for everybody, which is a shame because people out there need amazing trainers and they need people who care and they need you to stay engaged and feel like it's worth it, if you know what I mean. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I, where I am now, I am 36. Um, I have five children. My youngest is four. Her name is Daisy. I have an eight-year-old son named Trey. I have 15-year-old twin boys named Kobe and Jack, and I have a 17-year-old daughter named Brandy. So we currently live on the Gold Coast and I am married to my husband, Glenn, and we run our business in Brisbane, uh, which is outdoor training, and we have had that for 12 years. And we're currently going through a rebrand because we want to move in a slightly different direction. And we also do some rugby fitness coaching as well. Um, How I started was I was 16 years old and my mum made me do my fitness certs during school. So I wasn't very happy about it because when you're 16, I already had a couple of jobs and I was right up into sports and I did not want to study anymore. But God love my mother. She said to me, well, too bad. This is a really good certificate to have on the side. You can teach a class here and there a couple of times a week, get $30 for the hour. And it's just such a great way to make money on the side. So she forced me to do it. But once I started, I did notice I was interested in it because I loved sport so much. But yeah, it was all external. I was in year 11 and I got it done, but wasn't happy. So I started working in a gym teaching group fitness classes, which was aerobics back then. Um, My mum, like I said, was in the fitness industry and taught aerobics, Tybo, had the G-strings, everything. Like she even used to make her leotards. So I'm quite disappointed that she didn't turn out to be Lorna Jane um, because she definitely had some cool designs like Lorna Jane did. But Thankfully, once I started teaching aerobics, um, the G-strings were out and shorts and shirts, uh, singlets were in. So mum taught me how to teach aerobics. And I don't know if you have taught group exercise before, but back in the old school pre-Les Mills days, we had to buy our music and completely make up all the choreography. So not only did you have to find yourself in time, Um, all the phrasing and everything you had to make up your choreography and you had to provide different choreography for nearly every class because the girls always wanted more so you couldn't like say if you taught a step class three days a week you could not do the same choreography at in those three classes it always had to be different so over those years I learned to teach everything like um, we did step uh, what do we used to call the one, the aerobics with the hand weights? I think we used to call it total body or something. So yeah, low impact with light weights. We did aerobics, high intensity. I t- learned how to teach Tybo, um, spin classes. We used to call um, the weights classes pump before it was obviously body pump with Les Mills. 
and I got my aqua aerobics certification. I used to train Vietnam vets. I did walk aerobics. I did hydrotherapy in the pool with older and injured people. And I also used to go into retirement villages and work with um, all the oldies in there, which were an absolute blast, which I will definitely share that another day. Um, but I basically learnt to constantly create new choreography for 20 plus classes a week and learn how to engage with a big group. So I didn't start as a personal trainer. I came from the group fitness trainer background and then moved forward. So um, I do wish that they made everybody start with group fitness training because I find that it helps you to develop such a skill on motivating people checking for technique and just managing a big group I do find that people that have come from just as a personal trainer then moving into groups struggle with how to structure a big class or even how to supervise it properly so that's one little thing that I always believe in but I know it doesn't always work out that way so like I said I worked in the gym for a while and I fell pregnant with my daughter when I was 18 and I kept working pretty much until the day I had her. And then I was back within three weeks of um, giving birth. So I'd never planned to do this fitness career as a career, but it just kind of turned out falling pregnant so young. And I just kept working that, you know, I kept going with it. Um, another couple of years later, I fell pregnant with my twin boys. And same thing, I taught until the day I had them. It was pretty funny. I remember teaching like the, the pump classes with the barbell and I pretty much had no weight on the bar at all. And when we're doing like our upright rows and clean and press, my bar would have to go way over my stomach because it was so huge. Um, and I used to love teaching the Tybo classes because, yeah, I could keep low impact and really still get my heart rate up. So I'll never forget when um, – a couple of people were convinced to come up and try a class and they seen the size of me at the front and thought, oh yeah, this won't be too bad. And I don't think they um, realized how hard I could still push people despite being so pregnant because they pretty much crawled out of there, which was really cool. But um, yeah, so I worked in gyms a few more years and I just started to notice in the gym atmosphere that I would put so much energy and um, care into my classes and I would pack people in that sometimes I wasn't always appreciated on the level that I went to and uh, when I moved to Brisbane from where I used to live um, working in a bigger kind of gym that was a little bit more full-on than a country town um, I noticed that there was a lot of competition between trainers and the owners and it was very kind of bitchy and if your class was getting a lot and the other person wasn't getting as much, rather than them bringing you in and just kind of helping you, you know, like or assessing you as a trainer and going, oh, it could be a little bit more like this or whatever, I noticed that it just got a bit bitchy and I really hated that. I do think now that's changed with the fact that there's group fitness managers so much in gyms which I think is amazing but it was pretty tough back when I used to work in it and I just got sick of that kind of toxic environment and also because I didn't see people a lot outside of the actual class I could see during the sessions the clickiness and I really did not like that 
um, people would get funny if you stood in their spot or, you know, they wouldn't talk to certain people. And that just definitely was not a vibe that I liked and I wanted to change that. So I decided to work for myself. I used to experiment a little bit with teaching boot camps and especially through gyms and I've worked in schools and always doing groups in other settings and I knew that I definitely wanted to do that for myself one day. So I basically, I'm going to keep this story very short as well, um, I got started in the park with 13 people, had a few sessions a week and we just went from there. So in another episode, I'll definitely touch on how I've managed to have a boot camp for so long, but this is just basically a background of me. So that was in 2009. Um, It was pretty cool back then because there wasn't that much competition around and a lot of people weren't really doing outdoor training, so it was very exciting for them. And even though some people were really put off by the name boot camp, that is definitely not what we were. Uh, I think one of my benefits coming from a group fitness background was that I was able to bring so much variety to outdoor training. So it was basically like the classes in the gym, but I had just taken them outside. Lots of variety, lots of fun, lots of different formats, and just always keeping my clients guessing rather than just being those kind of boring old boot camp workouts. My whole goal with my business was always to create a community because if the community and the friendships were there and the fun and the vibe, they would continue to come back. So it had to be less about the workouts and more about the other benefits. And over the time we have, like it's been 12 years now, we have had so much fun. The events, the challenges at class, like I just love being creative and throwing different ideas out there. You name it, I have done it. Um, themed workouts, uh, you know, we'll do uh, something I do for Valentine's Day every year is I buy each of the girls a rose and a little chalky. So we do a Valentine's Day themed workout and then they get their rose and their chalky. So little things like that that I find when you create that awesome vibe for your members and eliminate clicks, bitchiness, competition, they're going to keep coming back. No one has time for the clicky group and I've never really wanted to entertain that in my business and I think that has been really positive for us in the fact that it's always been a safe environment for everybody to come in, to reach their goals and just to be supported. My style as a trainer is very holistic and I'm always open to learning new things and trying new things because I've been in this industry for so long and I've done so many things. I know so much works and what will work for one person will not work for another. What I would love to see more in the fitness industry is us women banding together a little bit more to support each other, to share our resources and just to lend an ear sometimes because especially with COVID last year, there has been a lot of businesses um, struggle Uh, some businesses operating at 50% of their capacity in the past years. And there's also been a lot of people that have had to either get a part-time job to supplement their income or also completely leave the industry because they were burnt out or, you know, just couldn't keep the pace going. So what I really want to do with this podcast is just to help create that community vibe that I was just talking about that I did with my business. And 
get us all to support each other a little bit more. I know some days, especially we're in, currently in a lockdown at the moment with Brisbane, I know some days I definitely need that little bit of support from somebody who gets it or somebody that has a tip on how they're engaging their members or um, just to understand the struggles and and feel validated in what you're going through and how you're feeling. So with that being said, I would love to have you on this podcast. I would love to get messages of people wanting to tell their story and wanting to create that community with me where we all can thrive and enjoy this industry instead of always being in constant competition and worrying that somebody's going to steal a client behind your back. So each week I'm going to come to you with a tip, trick, hack, experience, something I'm going through, whatever, just to help inspire you to stick with it or, you know, make a different decision. Um, I will have guests and we're going to tell their stories, create this community vibe and all just kick ass together because at the end of the day, there are so many clients out there and it's not exactly about the workout or the style of workout. People come to us for our individual personality or our individual story. So with that being said, you can't imitate yourself. Like nobody can copy who you are. They have to be authentically themselves and you will authentically be yourself. And people will seek you out for you and they'll seek somebody else out for them. We all vibe with a different person. So there's no reason for us to be at each other's throats and, you know, worried that somebody's going to steal a client behind your back. So thank you so much for joining me in this episode one. I am aiming to keep them as short and as informative as possible because I know how busy you guys are and especially women with their own business, you've got things here, there and everywhere. So every little bit of time adds up. Thank you so much and I will chat to you very, very soon, I hope. And Have an awesome week and see you soon.